0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Football Today. Uh, we're going to be discussing uh, the match uh, on the weekend, Bayern versus Schalke. Uh, it was, a, uh, to me, a weird match. Uh, let's just say I feel like things should have gone a little differently. Um, but in the end, he got three points. Um, I feel like um, Bayern Munich were, uh, you know, they could have scored six Schalke could have done better, the, you know, the midfield was really poor. Um, but overall, I'm happy with the three points. Um, let's get uh, into it, you know. Uh, first off, the starting lineup. Um, so, Kovac opt for uh, Koman, Lewandowski, Gnabry, James, uh Thiago, and Goretzka. And he also started uh, Boateng. Um, and of course... Uh, no Neuer. So just based on that, um I I was overall happy with the with the lineup. I gave, I think he giving Botang a chance and resting Sula. Um not only does it help Sula, but it also helps Botang. Um, you know, you've got to give this guy a chance regardless of how bad he's played. Um He he opted also to start Hamas and you know it's uh Hamas really showed it for me he was um, you know, there wasn't really anyone that was, uh, really great, but I think Hamas was really good on the day. Um, uh, he would be probably the matter match. Uh, there was really good, uh, you know, everybody was pretty good, um, overall, you know, Ulrich made, uh, saves that were good. Um, you know, the goal he conceded, it wasn't really his fault. Um, I think what he, I think him coming out a little bit. And forcing, uh, forcing a tough shot is was the right decision. I think uh, Boateng was really good. Uh, Kimich, uh, you know, Kimmich again, it wasn't a it wasn't a great performance, but uh, it wasn't it wasn't really disastrous. Um, I remember in the first half already like two three times in the first first half. You know, uh, I tweeted out uh, uh, saying Konoplyanka has already, um, you know is already ahead of Kimmich. So what 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 I mean by that is that, you know, if Kimmich is pu- pushing up, he would push uh ahead of Kolopianka, leaving Kolopianka um, you know, um a straight open space with no one uh, no one to cover him. And then if we had if we if we had lose the ball or anything happened, which happened, um, he was beaten you know he was beaten already so he puts himself in really poor position sometimes uh Kimmage. and you know on the, on the other end if you take ta- turn turn the tables you know uh if we if we have a great pass Colo now has to uh, is dragged uh, further into the Shalka territory um so it could work w- either way out personally i would do uh I w- based on you know Botang being uh in the back line with Hummels, it was really slow um we were playing a bit of a high line too uh at the moment at, at that time we were uh pretty high up so i would have i would have taken a precaution and you know uh, based on the early uh you know set the tone of the early in the match, i would have just uh you know put, been a bit more defensive but you know Kimmich has been so good offensive, so I'm not really slandering him i think i think that was a you know a couple of mishaps but he'll i think he'll get it together. What else? Um, I think Goretzka against his former side, he really didn't have much. He didn't really do much, but then you know he really uh, he was really more asked to, you know, provide cover for Thiago, um, you know, uh, track back uh, rather than run into space, uh, and you know, Kovac in a press conference said, you know, I really wanted. I told Goretzka to, you know. Go even deeper, go deeper, and help out Thiago defensively, help out the backline defensively. Virtually, uh, basically, I think Kovac was asking Goretzka to play a central defensive midfielder, uh, a more fluid central defensive midfielder And Javi. Javi won't be able to get around much more tougher in challenges and in the air, but Goretzka can definitely get around and intercept the ball or two for sure. Um, Coleman, I think Komen, again... Um, uh, a part of me is saying Komen was again two thirds of the way. He, he's really good. When he gets into the final third, his decision making is poor. His crossing is poor. Yes, he's on the left side. I would rather have him on the right side. But you know Gnabry, Gnabry's balling out, and he Gnabry's better on the right side. So Komen has to make do. And, then you know, Coleman you, and Ganabri can always switch, uh, you know, switch wings, uh, give the defenders something else to think about. But Komen, uh, you know, um, there was times where he would get to the final third and, you know, he would stop stop the ball. He would start again and accelerate and then uh, kick the ball back, uh, try to fool uh, Caliguri. And it wasn't working. Anything Coleman was uh, basically throwing at Calgary. was not working. And fair play to Coleman and fair play to Calgary. I think both were uh, canceling each other out. You know, uh, and Calgary, you know, uh, he was he, he might not be like super fast like Komen, but he's pretty quick. He's pretty tough. Uh, and he was he was he was probably you know one of the better players in the first half for them. Um, and even, even when uh, Ribery came on, um, you know, when Ribery came on for Kingsley Coleman, you know, Ribery got dispossessed, uh, I think, two, three times in the final, already in the final uh, 20 minutes. So, Caligari was, you know, defensively, Calgary was really good. Uh, he couldn't really give much options to Schalke going forward because... Uh, if it wasn't a goal on that one end, uh, there would be space behind for Byron to exploit. So, he really didn't have to and really didn't want to go forward. And defensively, he was really good on, uh, really good against Byron, in my opinion, uh, against both Coleman and uh, Ribéry. Um, Gnabry, Gnabry was really good. Um, you know, he was doing his thing, uh, making runs, uh, you know... Um, going past defenders you know he had, he had one dribble he went past uh he didn't really do much um but again he made he made a bunch of tackles uh he made a bunch of tackles he won the ball in midfield uh when they came in and he made a pass to um I remember who it was but basically it was the second goal uh and Lewandowski scored but um Gnabry he was he wasn't really you know bad that uh, bad or anything like that. No way. Um, Lewandowski, Lewandowski was, uh, really good. Um, if it wasn't for Hamas, Lewandowski would be a man of a match. And I think maybe they should share the man of a match because Lewandowski was very good. He was working hard. He's, he's different, uh, this year than any other year that I've ever watched him, whether it's at Bayern or Dortmund. Um, he's more involved. He's less selfish. Um, If you guys have noticed uh, prior years, uh, Lewandowski, um, you know, when he's not scoring, he really doesn't run to his teammates to celebrate. You know, he's trotting and he's not really like, he doesn't look super happy. Take an eye on that on like previous years. If you go look at games where he doesn't score he's not really like, you know, he, he's pissed off because he's in his mind. He's thinking, I'm the striker. Why am I not scoring? I should be scoring. And when it's someone else is scoring, he's he's not really like running up to them and celebrating with them. Take a, close, take a close look. If you guys want to go look at highlights from past years, take a look at that. Um, it, it was really troubling, and I hate that. He had that Ronaldo uh, vibe because, you know, when someone scored, Uh, Ronaldo didn't really like run to the teammates and huddle up and you know celebrate and he gave off that vibe in the past few years but this year he's more he's more happy he's more open to you know providing for his teammates. It opens up, uh, you know, link-up play. You know, the opposition doesn't have to just cancel out Lewandowski. Lewandowski could, you know, if if he's, uh, you know, negated on the attacking side, on the striking side, you know, he can bring uh, the likes of Koman Gnabry, Robin, Muller, Hamas, you know, um, Goretzka, Koman, all these guys into link-up play. And he's, you know, he's had a lot of assists. I think he's already joint-tied or I think he just passed Kimmich, and I'm not sure, but I know he's right up there with with Kimmich. And the first goal, really, uh, it looks like it was uh, uh, an own goal from Bruma, uh, but Lewandowski, he was there. He, he got between both center halves and uh, a nice, lovely pass from James, Um And, you know, that that got the job done. You know, that got the job done. Uh, however, it ends up in the back of the net on the right side, um will take it. But eventually, like I said, for the second goal, actually, before we get to the second goal, um Schalke equalized. Schalke equalized and um I've 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 noticed this um recently uh, as far as recently when I say uh Kovac's era somewhat in uh, Heinkes's You know, last four months and Ancelotti's years too. At uh, not at first, Ancelotti at first was was doing this just like Pep. And I'll tell you what it is. It's tactical fouls. Um, Under Pep, you got to do tactical fouls, and he's always done tactical fouls. Ancelotti's, I believe, his first season we were we were we were putting in some tactical fouls. Um, But as far as I can remember, this year no, we don't do any tactical fouls. We give opportunity for a counter we don't stop it i'd rather get the yellow card or you know get the warning and i'm off um look at how many times we've uh, you know um you know n- not stopped the opportunity to the opposition to counter. You can stop it, you know, by, you know, the first guy that gets the ball, if you don't get the ball from him, you don't get the ball back from him, that ba- that that basically that first pass or that second pass, you've got to foul. If you don't foul and you're going for the home run play to get the ball back again, oh, let me try again, let me get the ball again, let me try again, you're going you're gonna to start conceding goals on counters and your defenders, if they're slow, just like how we have with Boateng and Hummels, you're going to get caught out. You're definitely going to get caught out because none of our back lines are, you know, quick or fast. They're um, decent speed to very slow speed. Um, so as Kovac said, you know, it should have been a tactical foul. Um, you know, something we've lacked, like I said, um, f- for at least this year. Um, we used to do a lot of tactical fouls, like I said, under Pep, and he does that at City. He used to do that for um, for uh, Barcelona. Basically, give the... Pep's uh, ba- uh, what is it approach to tactical foul is you know if we're if we have a high line and we have players on the opposition side of the field and if we lose the ball whether it's a it's a corner uh, we lose the ball in midfield we we strike the ball and it and it gets bounced up they clear whatever if they pick up the ball in their own half you have five seconds to get the ball back if you don't have if you don't get the ball out within five seconds you need to foul. That's Pep's, um, you know, approach to all of this uh, tactical fouling and you know um, fouling as far as you know just counter pressing all that stuff. That's Pep's philosophy. If you don't get the ball back within five seconds, foul the guy, foul the opposition, take the foul, and we can reset when we get the ball back. Um, so when I when initially when I looked at it, you know, Hamas um, could have fouled Mckinney. Uh, And then James could have fouled Bentaleb also, Um, you know, McKinney got the pass to Bentaleb and then Bentaleb got swarmed by Thiago, Gnabry and James. None of those three fouled. Um, James did a slide tackle missed. The ball was already released. Everybody was a little late. Thiago and Gnabry could have both fouled Bentaleb, you know, just push him, do anything, you don't have to, you know, if you don't have to slide, if you're sliding, slide away from him so you block the pass at least. Make a foul, anything, take take a yellow card, um, because he was a crucial point of the game, in my opinion, because he was still first half, Um, we're basically halfway done with the first half, and we we, we, we have the goal, we have a one, if we can get a 2-0 to the halftime, that's that's big, because, you know, we haven't been clinical all year, um, so it's it's already hard enough to con- uh, not be clinical for us to concede um after we score you know uh, it's it's not a good look. Um so again like I said Thiago and Gnabry could have fouled Bentaleb. Um but Benteleb to credit him he was really good he kept the ball away he was like rotating moving the body shielding the ball with his body and then he linked up with um he linked up with McKinney again on the counter. Um McKinney gets the ball back and all of our Hummels could have fouled also. They could have both fouled Mckinney. They were already out of place, so it was already oh shit moment for them. So they should have just they should have clobbered him. That's where Hummels as a center have. You know he's not very physical. You should have clobbered him, picked up the yellow, pick up the yellow because it's still first half. And if you pick up the yellow, you're probably not going to pick up the yellow because it's your first foul. But if even even worst case scenario, you get a yellow. You know, Niko Kova could still maybe, you know, um, pull in uh, Sula in the second half for you. You know, you got to take that chance early in the game so you don't get screwed over later. So Alaba and Hummels out of position. Still failed to make a tactical foul. Um, and, you know, it wasn't just Hummels and Alaba. Botang was also out of position. And then, you know, one through ball and it's 1-0. Um, Ulrich, Ulrich kind of... Um, uh, slowly came out and forced uh, Kutuchu, Kutuchu. I, I, I don't want to pronounce his name I'm going to butcher I, but, I butcher a lot of names but um, he, you know Ulrich came out left side and then he forced Schalke's striker to slot it in across the body towards the left corner which is a tough tough shot um so Ulrich did well but you know it was a great finish it was a really good finish uh can't take nothing away with that one zero and uh that's the thing that's that this is this is the lack of fouling this is the lack of you know you've got yellow cards to use you know we've only got we only got one yellow card the whole game and that was Lewandowski and it was a poor challenge you know and they got two yellow cards and you know if you look at throughout the, throughout the year, look at the games against Leipzig, against Frankfurt, against Hoffenheim, um, you know, we, we need to be more physical. And that's one thing I would like. We don't have to play super dirty, but, you know, there's a lot of teams in Europe that are playing dirty. And, you know, look at Real Madrid. They got a really dirty player in Casamiro. And that's how they won the Champions League. He was dirty, and he was like the ref viewed it at that time, at that day, to be fine. We had Vidal, and at that time he was viewed dirty, and he got penalized. So it's a give or take sometimes, but we're not asking you to, you know, injure players. We're asking you to be, uh, to be, uh, you know. Tactically sound of you know if you're fouling, make sure to foul the guy and not give a advantage. You know if you're gonna foul, take the goddamn foul. You know if you're gonna get a booking, get a good booking. Don't get some bullshit. You know uh, toe poke. Um, so everything everything comes into play at some point. But you know Schalke Shako after the goal, they were poor in midfield. Poor. You know uh for the second goal, Lewandowski, twenty seventh minute. Uh, the ball was played across, didn't find anybody, Schalke player, Ganabri picked it up, he almost got tackled, he he, he picked it up and he touched it, he went to James, he jumped over, James played a ball to Lewandowski, he's 1-on-1 between the two center backs, so much room between the two center backs, he's 1-on-1 and bang, 2-1. And credit uh to Farman. You know, if it wasn't Ralph Farman, this this game would have been five, six. He made a lot of saves, in my opinion. He made good good saves. He's you know, he stands tall. Compared to Ulrich, he looks he looks gigantic, Farman. Um But that is why I lead up from Foreman's, you know, good game to Lewandowski. Because even after the match, Uli said, you know, he didn't have a great game. He could have had a hat trick and all that. And, you know, he's he's not wrong. He's definitely not wrong. Look at a time when uh, Lewandowski picked up the ball from a misplaced. He got the ball and then he made, a, he made a step. He squared it up, looked around, he thought about it. You know, I don't know what's going on. Maybe he's thinking about, oh, well, you know, I'm going to take a minute to decide which corner to shoot from. The angle was already poor. And then, you know, he squares it up to shoot. He's tackled. He's not fast enough. We've seen this for Poland. We've seen this for Bayern many times. You know, uh, Lewandowski, excuse me, Lewandowski is very, very patient and sometimes too patient. He, you know, he gets the ball. He needs to strike fast, quick, but he settles it, tries to square it. And and that extra second, extra second, you know, that gives the time defender to slide in and block a shot. And that could have been easy. His two goals uh, for the night, and you know he's had many chances to score. Um, but again, I'm not saying that he was poor. I'm just saying he's not getting the man of match, or uh, you know, for most people he's not getting a man of match. But again, he you know he still made a goal. He was assisted Ganabri. so he wasn't he wasn't you know terrible. He wasn't great either, but he was pretty good uh, against Schalke. Um, I think we lost the ball also too many times, too many times. Um, you know, again, um, Thiago lost the ball a few times, which which can happen. It, it can happen. Coleman was getting, at times I thought, you know, if Coleman doesn't do something, he's probably going to get bullied. But like I said, Coleman until he was getting into the final third. Caligiuri was couldn't do the, anything about it. His pace. He's dribbling Calgary, so Calgary had to step back, which made Coleman walk it in into the final third. But once that happened, Calgary was like, "All right, I got a defender next to me. I got a defender. If he goes out, um, you know, so whatever he's got, I'm gonna." And you know, Calgary was really good against Koman. and that's he dispossessed. He dispossessed Coman got dispossessed like four times in the game, and even when Ribery came on, Ribery got dispossessed, dispossessed uh, two to three times. Uh, we're losing the ball way too many times in my opinion we should be cutting it down to maybe um, five five to eight somewhere around there five, not even eight five five to six somewhere around there, max and it should never be in midfield it should never be in the back line if it is it's got to be in the f- a final third positions or uh, by the forwards because um, again er- errors like that can lead to counterattack goals can lead to um you know, it could lead to a sub substitution because if you're losing the ball so many times, the coach and the manager is going to be like, okay, we can't have that right now. It's a Champions League tie, it's a cup tie, it's a final, whatever. We got we got to get results, and you're not cutting it out this time, so I got to make a substitution. And you know, speaking of substitutions, Domenico Tedesco took out Rudy first half. Thir- what was a 30th minute, half-, half hour. I mean, Rudy wasn't great, but I mean. You know, People were acting like McKinney was awesome or something like that. Um, I mean, yeah, McKinney McKinney was wearing w- winning aerial duels. That's great. He's winning it against Thiago. He's winning against Rodriguez. He's winning against Coma. He's winning against guys like that short guys. So he should be winning that. I don't. But he, he didn't have a great game. Rudy didn't have a great game. Bentaleb, you know, he had that one moment with, and then you know that's it. He didn't have a great game either. Um. So. He took out Rudy and he he brought in Mascarel and then you know he was he wasn't i mean he wasn't that great either he just came in and you know um i guess held down the fort at one point i guess you can say that maybe you know um i guess the substitution got you know to the to the midfield in a way but um on the Rudy note, man, it's it sucks if Tiago leaves. Uh, I mean, not Tiago, If Javi Martinez leaves and, you know, you still need a central uh, defensive midfielder, you know, even if you don't play him. And Rudy was that guy, you know, low wages, won't complain about playing time. If he plays here and there, you could throw him in an odd man game in you know, a midweek game or, a you know, BS cup tie, you know, first round or something like that. Or if it's a League group stages and, you know, it's a way to like or it's at home against some like really poor team. That's that's a games Rudy could play in. And you know, substitutions will be great. Defensive midfielder. He's got a he's got a nice right right foot. He's not tall. He won't be winning aerial duels, but he will he will he will definitely put a foot in for a challenge and I like that. So he's not a tall physical central midfielder, central defensive midfielder, but he's definitely got the guts and the balls to uh Play like one, and uh you know I would love Rudy. And the thing is, Schalke, you know, Schalke let go of Goretzka for free and bought Rudy for what was it like ten ten million? So, damn, look at the levels on that. Look, at just just think about it. Schalke let go of Goretzka for free and came to Bayern Munich and said, "Yo, we want to buy Rudy. All right, ten mil. All right, we'll pay you ten mil." They basically paid us. They basically paid. Bayern Munich, ten million euros, to to take Rudy away from us and give us Goretzka. We didn't pay them; they paid us. But like I said, Rudy's Rudy's not you know he's not young. He's experienced with uh, you know with um, with with Hoffenheim, uh, with the German players, the German national team. So I, I mean I don't know about everybody, but low wages doesn't complain. Rudy will be great if Javi Martinez leaves. Will be great. Um, I already talked about Ralph Famer, but I feel like I should mention it again. Like he was really good without him, easy five six goals in my opinion. Um, but everybody else for uh, for uh, Schalke, I mean, just, you know, nothing great. Um, it wasn't; it, they didn't really put up a fight, and it it just shows that they're. Uh there was a fourteenth place or something in the league now, which is incredible. They're pretty good. So I want to talk about some positive things. Um Kovac's tactics were on point. Um you know he 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 was he was good uh at you know coming out and basically um you know effective at creating opportunities uh and isolating players at some time. So basically isolating individual players to go 1v1. Um, we were we had a bunch of possession in the opponent's half. We pushed up. We were attacking from the left side. We were, we were dominant and with the ball. Uh, we made short passes. Uh, we sometimes made uh, through balls also. So um, we were tight, but we weren't like too extreme. It wasn't like Pep. We were still, uh, we were still controlling the ball. But you know, if something happened, um, we we would be careful. We were, I guess, we were, we weren't taking too many risks. Um, that's why we had the ball for seventy seventy percent of the uh, of of the game. You know, and uh, we still created some chances. You know, we had sixteen shots, uh, four only on target, which uh, surprises me. I think we. And when I think about it, I thought, I was like, really, only four on target? But it is what it is. Um, another thing is, I think the subs from Kovac, the, the tactics were on point. Uh, his, uh, you know, his press conference was on point after. Uh, and the substitutions was better against Schalke. When I say better, he made the right substitution and he made it earlier. Um, when you look at uh, the substitutions from, like, you know, past games uh throughout the throughout the season or throughout this year uh you know he, he he's probably brought on like um players in like the 88th minute or you know 85th minute you would make a double change from 85 and 88 and you make a throw in the last one in the 90th but he saw King as a common, was struggling he brought in Frank Ribéry, which was the right decision. Um, Frank Ribéry didn't do great either, but that's not Kobach's fault. Um, it was someone someone new for uh, for Caligari to deal with, but Ribéry wasn't up to par. And, you know, it's still Ribri's, I think, getting back. So there's that. Um, then he opted for a defensive change, which I thought was spot on. Um, James, uh for... Um, uh, Javi Martinez for James Rodriguez, Um, in my mind, he could have taken out, Um, he could have definitely taken out, Uh, let's say, Goretzka too, but I think James with the injury, he's still, you know, he's being su- super careful with James, and I dig it because, you know, in the past we haven't been players, we haven't been careful with any of our players. We were rushing back and, you know, let's go, and then like two weeks later, you know, they injured something else or re-injured it, re-aggravated so there's that. So he brought in uh he brought in Ribery for Coleman for sixty eighth minute, which I think was good. Uh, he made a defensive change and brought in Javi for Rodriguez in the seventy eighth minute. And then finally he took off Gnabry, um, which was the right choice. Uh, Gnabry and Ganabri especially, but both our wingers. They're very poor in uh, in the conditioning department. They get they're knackered after after like um after like an hour. It's, no, not an hour. I think maybe like in the 70s, 75th minute. After that, our wingers are knackered. They, they they don't have that full... Their amp- tank is empty. No more full sprints than them. If it's a full sprint, they'll be jogging on the way back. They're not going to pick up anyone. They're not going to mark anybody. So, both uh, Coleman, but especially Gnabry. You can, if you guys watch it, let me know, man. Because he they get super tired. And, you know, it's, it's, it's donezo. It's definitely donezo. Um... But like I said, the subs and then, you know, Gnabry came off, uh, Alfonso Davies came on. Sadly, unfortunately, Alfonso Davies had a couple minutes, but it is what it is, you know, if, if every game could go the way you like, then yeah, I would appreciate if Alphonso Davies uh, um, comes in and like plays like 30 minutes. But again, I've been calling out for Renato Sanchez to play all season, you know, give him some time and it hasn't happened. But, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen, you know, you want to do it, but you can't. Um, for, you know, many, many factors, many reasons. I know a lot of people were calling for Alfonso Davies come to come on for Kingsley Coleman. And um, you know, first of all, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Um uh, it doesn't really matter like well first of all it, people are asking, you know, why is Kingsley Coleman coming out for Ribéry? Not the fact that Kingsley Coleman is coming out, but it's for Ribéry. And I thought, you know, it's game management, you know. He's taking out Kingsley Coleman, keep him healthy for Liverpool, and uh, keep him healthy for, uh, you know, give him some brain, brain, uh, breather. Um, but, you know, the fact that he took out, Riber- uh, he brought on Ribery for Coleman, you know, that's game management. Bring out an experienced player, someone that can, um, you know, take control of the game, control the tempo. Bring in Alfonso Davis. Alfonso Davis is probably so hyped, so lit. He probably just wants to go forward. He's probably going to leave gaps. So he made the right decision. I don't know why people are thinking that. I mean, it was so obvious. You're not going to bring Alfonso Davis in when it's a 3 1. Um, still 20 minutes to play, 20 or so minutes to play. And you want to bring in a young, young, 17, 18 year old winger. No, you bring in Ribéry, game management. Ribéry also needs to get his fitness up for uh, the games, uh, whether it's in, against Liverpool, uh, whether it's a substitution, whether it's um, after or before uh, our cup ties. So that that is very important. Um, so based on that, I think we got the job done. Um, you know, I want to say that uh, I Schalke, uh, Schalke should have been a better performance. Uh, but you know, it is, it is what it is. Schalke right now sitting in fourth, you know, they're not really, you know, again, one year Schalke would be doing great next season. They sell a player or something happens, co-manager change, personnel change, and, uh, they dip. They were good last year. Again, like, think about it. They're 14th in the league, but they're going to be... They're in a Champions League tie against Manchester City. Regardless if they lose or win, they're in a Champions League tie. They're in the group stages. I mean, they got out of the group stages and now they're in a the knockout. But they're in 14th in the damn league. So, I know, yeah, the league and the, and the and the Champions League is completely different. You can look at the likes of Real Madrid for a couple, uh, couple uh, last se- seasons. But... Um, it is what it is, you know. Schalke, Schalke have been poor. Um, you know, they have a bunch of losses. You have eleven losses. Not, not, you know, not, not the highest in the league, but you know, they're not good defensively. They don't. They, they've probably had a striker problem this whole year. They've got in- injuries. Markuth was out, and Bolo was out. Um, they're not getting goals from anywhere. Um, so, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think they're like. Uh, from the from the 18 teams in the league, I think they're like the fifth or sixth highest uh, in goals uh, goals scored as a team. So uh, that's pretty that's pretty bad, you know. Considering that it's Schalke, you know, Champions League, if you if you can't score against City, how are you gonna win against City? So I don't think they're gonna win against City, but you know, you still gotta go out and try. You know, you don't know what's ever gonna happen. You know, it's a weird world that we live in. If a couple referee decisions and a you know, goal, offside goal, something like that. You're into the knockout stages further on and further on and further on, so that's that's how it's gonna go down um, for Schalke. I, I, they, have been massive disappointed. Even you know with Tedesco last season, you know this season's completely different. For the old, most part, you know they've had the same um, personnel. Um, Naldo left, Goretzka left. They've had some injuries, but no one's expected Schalke to be 14th. I would expect the Schalke to be at least, at least top half of the table, at least. But look at the player, look at the teams that are in front of Schalke. It's going to be very difficult. Dortmund, Munich, uh, Gladbach, Leipzig, Frankfurt, Leverkusen, Wolfsburg, Berlin, and Hoffenheim, and Bremen at ten. So it's a tough to squeeze in there. You know, it's very tough to if you don't squeeze in there. Um, you know, you might be out of a Europe Europe spot. You might be out of the Champions League spot. So, um, Shakhtar's got their work out. I don't think they're gonna make it into uh, you know five or six spot. You know, they're already I think like ten plus points behind, and so it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna be ending really well for them. And especially if they have a Champions League uh, two games in the Champions League with City. So the games in between them they're gonna be tough for rotating purposes unless. Uh, I mean, Schalke better play a nice game and be respectful. If it gets out of hand, you know, they're going to get destroyed in, by the German media. They're going to get destroyed by, uh, you know, a bunch of fans and supporters and teams around, uh, around uh, Germany. So, I hope they do well against City as far as representing, uh, because you're representing the Bundesliga. And if you're 14th in the league and you're going to go play one of the best teams in Europe, in City you better not go out and go, go to toe-to-toe with them and expect to be, beat them. Because you know what's going to happen. It's going to happen just like what's happened to Chelsea. You're going to try to go toe-to-toe, and then all of a sudden you're going you're gonna to be overrun in midfield. And it's going to be one, two, three, four, five at least, and it's going to look embarrassing. So don't pull a Chelsea at least Schalke go there. You know if you gotta if you gotta lose a two two one and then maybe a one one at home or something like that. You know make a respectable something that you know people could say okay at least it wasn't what Ch- it happened to Chelsea. So there's that. Um, on that uh, I'm gonna close it out. Uh, I have one more podcast coming out soon on uh, our game against Augsburg. Uh, on Friday I'm so happy we have, we have a Friday game uh, because I'm in LA so when it's a Friday game the game starts around 11 uh, 1145 12 o'clock here uh, 1145 a.m. and 12 o'clock p.m So just in the cusp of noon so it's very nice. I have my Friday like planned out and it's just before the weekend. Uh Byron's history of winning Friday, uh, Friday games is really good. When we win Friday games, my weekend is already, you know, it's it's not it's not destroyed. I'm feeling happy. It's positive. So I love that. Um, you know, if it's a Sunday game, I'm always anticipating, OK, it kind of ruins my Saturday um, you know, then I'm thinking about how we're going to play on Sunday. And if we lose, then I just, you know, had a depressing, uh, weekend. But if it's Friday, we get the game over with, if it's a positive game, then I've got my whole weekend ahead of me. If it's a negative, then I take a couple day days, uh, a couple days or maybe a day and, uh, you know, ponder about what, how, what we did wrong and all that. But I like Friday games, one of my favorite games. I always have a ritual on Friday games, and I have a ritual against uh, midweek games. So if it's a Champions League or a cup tie, uh, I have, you know, great, great rituals that I would not advocate, but I would definitely, definitely tell people, get a ritual, get a type of traditional, um, you know, habit going for games. Um, You know, I'm always, I'm always got the hookah going, I always got the beer going, snacks, and, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, even if I'm alone, I'm, I'm, I don't care. I'm doing my ritual. I'm doing it my way. Um, you know, I don't want to change what I do because I feel like I superstitious. I don't know if I would call myself superstitious, but it is what it is on that. I want to say thank you guys for the support. Uh, you know, we've been getting nice feedback from previous episodes, previous episodes from, Oh, God, no. I think I got some feedback on maybe the first or second week of, um, you know, all this podcasting thing going on. Um, someone went back and started listening to um, episodes from back then. So it was pretty lit. And I was uh, I was thinking about, you know, how someone went back and, you know, listened to that. And that was pretty sick. Um yeah, so the podcast, uh, the, uh, the support for the podcast has been awesome, guys. Thank you. You guys can add on Twitter and add on Instagram at footballtodayvg. Um, if you want to support the podcast, you could go on to the Anchor Podcast profile and hit support podcast. Uh, that way I get the opportunity to create uh, and publish more episodes for everybody so thank you guys uh we'll be back soon in a couple days with more episode published so stay tuned and we'll see you then adios